Well, listeners, welcome back to the pod. It's Charles here today with good old, good old buddy John. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm very good. I'm very good. I've got a I've got a sniffle at the moment, but um, but it's winter, you know, and uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How um, are you going? Uh, really good, actually. Uh, we don't have floods over here, so so oh, we're doing yes. just fine. <laughs> well, actually, it's a, it's actually a beautiful day uh, today. It's, the sun's out, and I'm sure it'll drizzle uh, in the next couple of days. But it's very very nice. We're, we're all of us Sydney siders are, are very grateful for the the change in the weather. Yeah. Um, so, John, where are we taking it today? Like always. <laughs> well, uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff that has happened over the last month or so in the markets, John. Um, and the one that we were pretty keen to discuss today was obviously the Fed Reserve's meeting notes that were published earlier this week. Um, there's a lot of lot of talk about uh, inflation rates, uh, economy in general. So I think uh, it would be pretty good to take a deep dive into that article mm. uh, published on Financial Times, I think it is, uh, and see what's in the in the cards for the next few months based on uh, these meeting notes that were published. Yeah, look, absolutely. It gives us an idea of how, how they're thinking, you know, it justifies uh, or gives us the rationale behind their moves. So this is uh, the notes following the June meeting. So uh, let's, let's, let's dive into it. I think th- there's no better... Um, kind of uh, document than the Fed minutes to decide, you know, what, what the, what the economy is going to look like over the next six months. So we should do it. Yeah. So let's, let's start with the, from the very top of the notes. Uh, the very first thing that they mentioned about um, is the entrenched inflation, how it is posing, how it is posing a significant risk to the U S economy and the fear of tighter monetary policy that will be required to uh, meet the price expectations or the price growth doesn't uh, exceeds the expectations essentially. Mm-hmm. So keywords, entrenched inflation, significant risk to the US economy and how the price growth can ex- exceed their expectations. How would you summarize those three key points? Yeah. So, so one of the things that, so to pick up on this word entrenched, um, one of the things that they said about, about, about inflation becoming entrenched was actually in the context of inflationary expectations. Um, they didn't want inflationary expectations to become entrenched. So the inflation itself, I think that they can, they feel that they can deal with that. What they're really worried about is now the market participants changing their behavior on expectations of entrenched inflation. And, it, it, it speaks to what I think is actually what they're trying to what they're trying to deal with, which is they don't they don't want the market questioning their commitment to inflation. So they talk about inflation, they 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 talk about being inflation busters, and in reality, if anyone knows what a central bank is, they're, they're, they're just inflation machines. That's all they do. Uh, but but they are trying to manage the market's expectation that they have the resolve to fight inflation, because the minute the minute the market thinks that the central bank is not there to rein in inflation or at least keep inflation within its band, I think it's game over. So what they're trying to do is manage expectations. That's why there's a lot of talk about, you know, we're going to keep doing this until we get inflation down. We're going to keep doing this. 
I, d- I doubt I doubt that they have the resolve to do it, but we'll see. We'll see. And that, so I think that's the the main thing about entrenched ex- uh, entrenched inflation. It's about entrenched inflationary expectations. Mm-hmm. So I'll read a line. We fear tighter monetary policy will will be needed if price growth exceeds their expectations. What does that specifically mean here? Well, the, the, interestingly, they say we fear that tighter po- monetary policy will be will, will be needed, and I think that they they fear it because if the, the bigger ch- the biggest challenge here is raising rates into a recession. So if inflation persists and the in the economy is weaker, and they and if they're committed to killing inflation, they're going to have to keep raising interest rates into a into a recession. Now, to be really clear, higher interest rates is absolutely the right thing to do. Um, interest rates should never have been that low, and they should, they've got to stop fixing every social or, or healthcare problem with lower rates. So they were right; they're right to to restore interest rates. The only the, the reason why this is so dangerous is the speed in which they're doing it, and the size of each of the increases. Um, so, I mean, um, I, I think that this is now a balancing act between um, trying to avoid a recession and and restoring interest rates to where they are non-inflationary. But the problem is, of course, we're probably in a recession. So don't forget the March quarter was negative and it was actually revised down in about April or March, uh, April or May. So in, in May, I think that they, they actually went back and said, actually, we, we think that the first quarter was worse than we reported. Um, if the June quarter is also negative, we're in a full-blown recession. So we'll probably know that in the next four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um and then what's the central bank going to do? They're going to keep putting rates up and they're going to be, because their, their other mandate is full employment. So it's not just, uh, not just interest rates. Uh, just hold on to that. So just hold on to that thought for a second. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next key statement that they made in the notes. And that is many participants judged that a significant risk now facing that committee was that elevated inflation could become entrenched if the public began to question the resolve of the committee. Now, you just mentioned over there that um, if there's a risk of a recession, are they going to pause it? This one statement over here, to me, tells me that there is no Fed put. Like right there, there is no Fed put, essentially, which means their only goal right now is uh, one single thing, tame inflation, I think, yes, I agree. I agree. But I actually think that it's about credibility of the Fed. It's about the credibility of the Fed to tame inflation, that they don't want the market to lose faith in their commitment to inflation. That's why they always talk about it. So it's that word resolve again. It's the, um, I think you said, um, you know, the uh, committee was uh, the the risk facing the committee was that elevated inflation would become entrenched if the public began to question the resolve of the committee to adjust their stance as warranted. So, it's it's about credibility. Now, based on based on that, they're obviously going to decide whether whether to raise the rates by 0.25, 0.5, or 0.75 in the next few weeks or so. What is what do you think? Uh, knowing what's going on with the markets, knowing what's going on with the economy, knowing what's going on with the bond yields, all of that stuff combined together. What do you reckon? Well, well, I think I, I'm surprised that being as aggressive as they are, which is, I, I guess, it's a, it's a good thing. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess I would expect half a percent, uh, but 
but but you know it's just a guessing game if it's half a percent or or 75 basis points uh, either way mm. i don't think it will be 25 basis points um mm. you know that so so i think that the, what the fed is saying and where the market is is a, a two different places so i think that there is a, a generally speaking an agreement that there's going to be uh, you know, a, a reigning in of inflation. And in the very short term, there'll be rate rises. But the interesting thing that's happened in the last, say, five or six trading days is that the 10-year yield, and listeners of this podcast would know that we, we, watch, we watch that like a hawk, because as they say, the bond market never lies. The Federal Reserve can come out and say what they think, but, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. The bond market's where, where the truth is. So in the last five or six days, the 10-year yield has come from about 3.5% and it went down to 2.8% this week. So what that's telling us is that, and actually in, in so doing, the bond yield, sorry, the, the yield curve inverted, which is always a bit of a um, prediction for, for recession. But what it's saying, and, and we've said this before, is that the market's not expecting interest rates to go up and to stay there. If they go up, they're going to go up briefly and then they're going to kill the economy and, and the rates are going to come down again. That's kind of what the bond market's saying. I, th- I think I trust the bond market over the the FOMC minutes um, more. What, what, what do you what do you think on that? So I agree. Yes, bond market tells you the truth. But again, in this case, I think even bond market will be overruled by Fed. Um, there's a there's a there's a famous saying out there: never fight the Fed. Uh, yeah. So. If their if their core thesis and target is just to get the inflation down to four or five percent, whatever that figure is, they don't care what the bond market does at the moment. That doesn't mean that everything will run hunky dory. Something's gonna break. Something's already broken, uh, and yep. things will get worse. Uh, otherwise, from a uh, if you look at the PMI or the economy in general, things will get worse. But um, that's their second priority, not the number. So that's not the number one priority to them. You know what I think the disconnect is? I think the disconnect is that the Fed looks in the rear vision mirror. So it's all of its data is, is backward looking. So they're trying to manage past inflation, mm-hmm. whereas the bond markets are all essentially future oriented. So particularly the 10-year yield. I mean, the 10-year yield's looking at, at future rates. So that, that's probably the, the big disconnect that the, the Fed is fighting the inflation of the first two quarters um, here in the third quarter, and um, and the, the bond market's taking a, a, a multi-year view. Yeah, yeah. But then when you look at tips oh, yes. and the bond yields combined, what is your take? Because tips is expecting inflation to drop over the next few months. It's pricing in lower inflation, essentially. Yeah, tips is the five year, isn't it? I mean, I think you have to look at the structure of rates, and I think that what I would, I wouldn't say anything specifically about the five year, other than it's part of a yield curve that is inverted, and that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Uh, what is it? So usually, when a yield curve inverts, that says that there's a recession in the next six months. And that's a pretty reliable. I mean, that that was correct in two thousand and nineteen, late two thousand nineteen, and all the other times. It, it's so it's a it's a predictive tool. If it's if it's right this time, that means that we'll be in a recession before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. The article also talks about a U.S. recession is now certainly a possibility, and 
would in large part depend upon the factors outside the Fed control, which is uh, Russia, Ukraine, or COVID lockdowns in China. Now, you've already mentioned recession uh, based on the yield curve. Uh, that doesn't really change the course for Fed, though, mm. does it? So my my big I'm actually very contrarian and I need to be careful because it's my view on what happens in the second half of this year is so different to um, to what everyone else is saying. But I actually think that the by August so there's a rate I'd say that there's a rate rise uh, maybe half a percent or even seventy five basis points in July and then in in August it starts to transpire that we are in a recession the numbers are all awful and in August they announce a pause. Now, I could be out by a month, but I think in around August, they announce a pause. My view is actually that in the second half of this year, we actually get a resumption in in higher asset prices. And there's a little bit of a sneaky peek at this. So even in the last couple of days, which is, you know, the first couple of uh, the first week of July, the S&P 500 has uh, has come out of a bear market. So a bear market is 20, a 20% decline. It's actually gone up so that it's no longer in a bear market. It's in now what they call a correction, which is between 10 and 20% down. But I actually mm-hmm. think that the second half of the year, including potentially real estate, shows um, asset prices going up. And I think that'll happen on the on the back of a an announcement by the Fed that they're actually going to pause and wait and see and watch the data. And I think that they actually wait and see such that, you know, the market's starts to go back up actually the market probably recovers a bit from here so hang on when you when, when you say that you mean it will surpass its previous all-time high or are you saying it will just be a temporary uh move up a relief rally kind of thing yep, before... yep something like that yeah so i think that the market's down about you know went down by say 25 percent. i think it'll end the year down at about 10 percent mm-hmm. so it won't, it won't get to the all-time highs the other thing and that the meeting notes mentioned about was uh, that they're forecasting that the, by end of the year, official cash rate will be close to 3.5%. So we are currently just yeah. under 2%, which means another 1.5. So either 2.75 or 0.75 and then the 0.5 and then 0.25 kind of thing. Mm. Do you see that with a normalized rate, 3.5 or... I, I don't. I don't. I mean, if you can't get the ten-year yield to that, how could you get the uh, the short-term rates up to that point? I think that there was a there was a in in a recent interview with uh, Chairman Powell, um, or in in the Q and A session of, of one of his recent uh, FOMC uh, meetings, um, he was asked something along the lines of, "Will will raising rates um, improve agriculture production, which is down at the moment?" No. Will raising rates improve uh, the supply chain? No. Will raising rates uh, reduce petrol prices? Um, you know, after the you know the Ukraine Russia war, no. And I think what's I think the reason f- for those questions and, and the way it was answered is that they're priming us for uh, inflation to not get down to the two percent range, but they're going to say that we've done all we can with rate rises. The next thing is about reigning in government deficits and improving the supply chain and, and you know, the, the mm-hmm. wars. I think they're going to get to a point where they say interest rates can't do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we have supply chain issues. And if we keep raising rates, we're going to kill the economy. And the rate rises can't fix what's left wrong with the economy. So 
I think that they're they're priming us for that. They're saying rate rises won't fix the things that are outstanding that are, that are problematic in the economy. So, what do you think is going to be the new normalized rate? Uh, well, I think that they'll be quite happy to get inflation to four percent. Um, and if you're asking about the rate of inf- uh, of interest rates, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's more like a um, two 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 and a half to three. But I yeah, I don't think over three. Yeah, interesting. I think. Um... by end of this year probably 33 and a half is likely but right okay this is that's purely just prediction nothing else yeah um, yeah so we based do, on right? what's going on yeah based on what's going on um don't you think something breaks something breaks before before we get to that point when you say something breaks john to me something's already broken yeah so we always talk about something don't you think something will break what what are when what is something is it bond yield is it the recession is it the economy slowing now like what well, all of all of that is there already on the table like all that's happening as we speak so if we, if we say something's going to break it's something's already broken right or we're talking about the financial markets financial markets are already lower yeah yep without any recovery yeah but so, i think that that's it's not ref, you know the the financial markets are down and we've financialized everything but i don't think it's in the real economy yet um although it probably is it's just not in the reporting so mm-hmm. you know we're not technically in a recession so technically nothing is broken mm-hmm. now i'd argue that we probably are in a recession and we won't know until august um yes yeah yeah so the other important thing that the notes mentioned was uh that they expected inflation to fall back to 2% and labor market to remain strong uh again by end of this year very optimistic <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't think it's going to be 2% i think we'll be lucky if we get to 4 5 right. handle the but fed is fed uh, they've already made a blunder of saying it transitory so calling a 2% again not a big deal you know that there are there are um murmurings about uh, further lockdowns uh you know that that uh, covid spiked and all that sort of stuff now when i first heard that i i immediately took a fairly cynical view and thought well maybe they're trying the fastest possible way to take inflation out of the economy by taking velocity out so they lock the economy down and you've got your inflation problem solved um what Yeah, I mean that's the only way you get to 2% inflation before the end of the year. I mean that mm-hmm. the end of the year is quite soon. Um so maybe there are lockdowns that they they were starting to to get primed for. I mean who knows. Um I think the notes do shed a lot of light of how Fed is thinking and obviously mm-hmm. what the actions are going to be over the next few months, the course yeah. that they are going to take. Uh but the key things in there were uh that there's a risk to the economy without a doubt the number one priority is inflation uh and the recession is on the cards now they called it that it's going to be a soft landing we'll see whether it's a soft landing or not uh i mean if the market corrects itself by 30% do you call it a soft landing i don't know uh but if that's the term for soft landing then probably it's a soft landing but if it corrects 50% uh which means you're back to the covid levels mm-hmm. uh then that'll be interesting. So. Yeah, look if they if they start rising rates too far from where we are now, we're actually going to go above the pre-covid levels. So we we wanted to get we you know, they wanted to get us to pre-covid levels, you know, um but 
we're we've we're starting to get beyond that now. So we just need to be. I think the Fed needs to be careful that they don't over overcook this. I think the another interesting thing to watch is the credit spreads. Like the credit spread, not counting the twenty twenty recession, uh, but between twenty twenty March twenty twenty up until this point, uh, the credit spread is at its highest. Yeah, I think I think there's disjointed between the the short run and the long run right at the moment. At at the moment, um, the, 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 we're not the economy's not joined up. We're not joined up between the markets and the Fed. We're not joined up between the two year and the ten year. And I think that all those things are a kind of um, discombobulated at the moment. So we'll, we'll see. I do think that the second half of the year things start to become clearer though. Um, mm-hmm so and I, I keep talking about august august the august meeting is going to be the most important uh in my opinion because we're going to have all of the q there is no Q2 meeting days. in august well the, the the september you mean i meant september then okay mm-hmm. all right um but uh th- that's when all the q2 data is going to be in that's when i think the pauses start to happen and then we we, we see where we go from here we know that the Fed and the RBA and all these uh, central banks changed their mind. I mean, don't forget, uh, six months ago, they were not thinking about thinking about putting rates up. We know mm-hmm. that in Australia, it was uh, that we were not going to put rates up until 2024. Um, we know that, you know, and then going back a little bit further, 2019 was the other big, the big flip. So they were raising rates and then they started cutting rates like very in very short order. I mean, there was that yeah. was when the repo market blew up. So like we have to be very, very careful about uh, believing wholesale these messages. If they say, and they're, they're terrible forecasters at the Fed as well, they're saying that they don't see a recession on the horizon, but we're probably in one. I mean, how could they not see a recession on the horizon when we've already had one quarter of negative growth that, that had to get revised down? Mm-hmm. So if if <laughs> there's a, a pivot and a change that's totally in keeping with their record as forecasters, uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised uh, if, you know, by the end of this quarter, we were we were having a very different conversation. Yeah, I think uh, two of the big Fed blunders or the statements that they made last year were one that the inflation is transitory. Two, yeah. uh, we are not even thinking about thinking about raising rates. And the third one was 0.75 is not even on the cards. And right now, all we are talking is 0.75. So, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, as Jim Rickard says, they just use the wrong, they're all Keynesians, right? So they're all using the wrong models. I mean, <laughs> so um, yeah, they'll always, they'll always get it wrong. It's baked. It's a feature, not a bug. Nice way to put it. Uh, anything else to add, John, uh, with the article that we just discussed or? Uh, no, I mean, what I'd say is, is, you know, uh, it's Friday morning here in, in, in Australia and Friday night, uh, the weekly sort of uh, sale uh, uh, unemployment figure comes out. So I think there's all eyes on that. Um, the market's constantly sort of adjusting for the latest news. And I think that we're going to be in a, in a position that we were in a couple of years ago where bad news is good news. Bad news means that the Fed can take their foot off the, uh, you know, off the break. So I'd be looking for bad news uh, as, as, a, as stimulus for the markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and one other thing I'd say is that I'm not convinced that the Fed is actually shrinking its balance sheet at the moment. Um, the, 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 Dip in the 10-year yield means that someone was buying the debt and the increases in the stock market means someone was buying stocks. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. totally unconvinced that it was the Fed. I mean, the Fed would have been buying the 10-year. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not convinced that the, the Fed is, is um, contracting the economy or, or the money supply. I think that they're out there stimulating as we speak. 
and the, they, they, they're verbaling that they're uh, pulling in the horns of the economy, but I think in reality they're actually out there expanding the balance sheet. You're really leaving it on a very interesting thought. <laughs> <laughs> Something for listeners to uh, think about and dig into, I guess. <laughs> That's right. Who knows, right? To the listeners, not a financial advice. Uh, do your own research. Play safe, stay safe, don't over leverage. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next Friday.